This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. My name is Beth Espinette. I'm a co-founder at Unspun. I love fashion and technology because it's such an interesting mix of things that are in our daily lives. Fashion is such an inspiration for people. It really brings them together. If you're wearing something, it creates conversation. Um, it allows people to express themselves. But at the same time, this kind of encourages a lot of use of product. So if we can bring technology into the equation of fashion, there, there's a really good chance that we can make it sustainable. One thing on the minds of many companies these days, creating circular product life cycles and more variety with less inventory and less mass of what is made. All to keep pace with consumer trends, the desire for personalization and custom fit, and to address the realities of sustainability concerns. Coming up, you'll hear from a company that is reinventing apparel with additive manufacturing and scaling custom fit. A ventured-backed robotics and apparel company building custom jeans for each consumer on demand. Host Natalia Makalova shares this conversation on location at Remode Conference in Los Angeles. You're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, powered by Sennheiser and recorded on location. Beth, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Um, I'd love to hear generally about you and what your role is at Unspun at the moment. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. Thank you for coming. Um, Unspun has been an amazing journey. It's been a few years that I've been working on it and I've been able to find a really amazing team to work on this with me. Um, my role is a little bit of everything, but I'm mostly involved in the design aspects of, of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, we There are three co-founders of the company and one kind of Walden takes care of most of the business. I take care of most of the design and Kevin takes care of most of the technology. But to be honest, a startup is a startup. You have yep. to have your hands in everything. So Lots we all know, everyone, all 10 of our employees know what's happening in every other realm and often have, has a hand in, in each of those parts. So, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it's I fun. It's amazing to be like this kind of smaller company where transparency is something that is, you know, part of your DNA in mm -hmm. a way. Um, so tell me about Unspun. Um, I personally love your company. I've heard about it um, since probably day one or so, like <laughs> since it, was, it went public, um, because I'm a geek of on-demand production since early years of that was the thing. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so please tell the audience what exactly Unspun does and uh, why you're so in love with it. <laughs> well, first, thanks for following us. I really appreciate it. Um, from day one, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, a lot of people still have not heard of us, so that's, that's great. We we definitely see the fashion industry as a as a, a more of a response to what people want and mm -hmm. not a, a not a push kind of setup that we have now. It's it's really built around mass production right. and there's just so many frustrations with it. It's just it in our minds the way the way we see it, it just doesn't doesn't make sense. So we're going to keep fighting for being able to produce. Um, on demand and custom. Because if you're going to make something for someone and you already know who that person is, you know exactly what they're going to want, you know exactly what their size is, uh, so you'll make something that's very, very intentional. 
rather than what we do now with the industry is mass produced. It's really, it's difficult because this is a stat that I learned recently that that seventy percent of purchases are impulse buys, wow. and yes, to meet that demand is not something that on demand production can't do that because mm-hmm. you, the, the product doesn't exist when this when someone buys it. So. That's going to be a challenge for us, yeah. but we think that you know, with visualization and, and technology and just faster speeds to market with on-demand production, we will be able to get around that, and the industry won't even have inventory anymore. Right. You'll walk into a store, you choose exactly what you want, you'll know how it'll come out because we'll be able to convey it really well. Um, you'll get a scan or you, or they'll already know your exact dimension so it will be perfect for you um, and then it will be made and very quickly yeah. right now you know it takes a little bit of time and so that's something that that we're working around yes. um, but to, to back up a second and tell you a little more about more specifically about what we do at unspun we we're developing developing technology that's both software and hardware our software basically takes in body scan information and then it outputs patterns that are custom fit. So it's a way to, to scale custom fit. Right, right. Um, and it's very different from what a tailor would do. A tailor typically takes cross-sectional measurements and applies that to a sloper and that becomes your new pattern. You often need a second fitting, a third fitting to make right. sure it works. But we're actually working around a 3D model. So it's as if we have your body in front of us in a less creepy way and you know building the building the product around you so there's really no need for a second fitting so that's what we're doing on the software side on the hardware side because the software only allows us to customize the pattern it doesn't allow us to make it on demand it only you know only gets us to the point where we then cut and sew the product we we want that to be faster so we're developing a, a machine that will basically weave the product from the yes. ground up <laughs> and yes. so that's the, the really fun part so of what we the do robotics of, yeah um, but it hasn't been launched yet no that has not development, and i'm mm-hmm. sure the r&d process takes years yeah and it's something that i think because we're a startup we're willing to talk about i think if we were a big company if we were yes. a nike of the world we wouldn't be talking yeah. about this this would be totally. behind closed doors yeah. no one would have access to it but we we need extra help and we yeah. Uh, want to inspire people to to kind of go along the same lines to and also inspire. Yeah, yes. exactly. So, yes. so I think that's a, something that's a little different. There's so many differences, of course, between startups and big corporations, right. but that's one of the differences. But you see, to me, robotics is uh, there's nothing wrong with robotics. Uh, actually, we need to embrace it, and it's it's like it should not be a secret, really, because there is no way that in the future we're not going to be all producing things by robots, by machines. And fashion is should not be like that one industry that still uses handmade. Yes, there, I believe there should be always, uh, there's always going to be art, artistic, artisanal, um, handmade items. Uh, but there's always also going to be like at scale, there's going to be produced by machines and we should be really okay with it. Um, and the fact that you're speaking about it is actually admirable because I feel like this industry has always been really protective about ideas about technologies about all those like how to's you know so um you're i feel like you're coming from a more tech perspective and you guys are based in san francisco which is obviously the hub for tech Mm -hmm. and that's i think you definitely have edge um 
of the other car companies in the industry on that. Um, actually, I'd love to talk more about the robotics, which I know that yeah. you know, it's as much as you can. Um, what are you currently experiencing as challenges in creating this kind of robot? And um, any timeline, anything that you kind of see, maybe envision in your head where this can come to reality? Yeah, and, and I appreciate your words about robots being the way of the future. Yeah. It's such a scary term for people. They think about robots taking over the world. Yeah, for many but people it's it it's really the way it's going. We've mm -hmm. been visiting a lot of factories in, yeah. in China and even they want robots because it's too expensive to build sure. there. Like 10 years ago, 10 or 15 years ago, it was 10 times as expensive mm -hmm. to produce in the US as it was in China. Now it's yeah. only three to four times as expensive. It's That gap is really closing and we're moving production all around the it's world. An and so, fact. yeah, it's yes. absolutely going to come back here. Yeah. But no one's going to want to pay the wages that that we have to pay to totally. produce. We we actually cut and sew our our jeans in San Francisco, and it makes them much more expensive than they were, would course. be elsewhere. So going back to the machine, uh, we are really excited about it, but it is a slow development process mm -hmm. because it is such a new type of machine. Yeah, it's not um, it's you know <laughs> yeah. the 3D knitting. It's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm I love 3D knitting. I think there's so many possibilities in it, and I think. You know what Knitterade and Unmade and um, a few other companies have been doing. Thursday Finance. Yeah, Thursday Finance, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, th from uh, Nike's Flyknit. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many companies that are doing yeah. things with 3D knitting, and I think that it's just going to become an, a norm for knitting. Totally. But we don't have an option or an equivalent for for weaving. Um, weaving is so interesting for for being able to build from the ground up and make seamless um, mm -hmm. because it's it's a performance fabric and finding the right fit for a woven structure is really difficult right. uh, if you think about like spandex no one's like oh i can't find spandex that fits me well spandex stretches totally. right and so knits inherently stretch and so that's never really been an issue for finding yes. fit with it's wovens yeah with wovens you don't mm -hmm. have that that same yeah. kind of give so um it's going to be more important if we want custom um, and we want it on, you know, one off, like on demand, that it, that it be 3D woven. Our current machine uh, is not making an entire pair of jeans. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we probably would be at going to market right now. Right. But we're, we're breaking it into, into pieces. Oh, that's yeah. still really good. Yes, it's yes. Progress. It's still, mm -hmm. it's still very exciting. Yeah. And, we're, and, we're, and we're making parts of jeans. Cool. And uh, this is something that you're making uh, that goes to market already, right? The parts of jeans that go really to market or it's testing? Just Right now, right we are have just launched the software aspect. So we are yes. still cutting and sewing our jeans in San Francisco, right on Market Street, yeah. which makes them a little more expensive, but mm -hmm. also very thoughtful. And yeah. we get to be part of the entire process of, of putting the so jeans much. together. Yeah, it's, it's really great. But it also makes us really antsy for this machine to get off the ground because we know totally. we know how that's really going to cut down the time because it's about three weeks for these jeans to be cut and sewn. That will make it just a couple hours. So yep. people can wait that long. That's Absolutely. not a big deal. So. Yeah, they yeah. can go grab a coffee at, at a restaurant <laughs> next by and then come back to get, pick up their jeans. It's it's really beautiful concept. Um, wow. Yes. Yes, the future. <laughs> um, what makes you most excited to uh, work at this kind of project, at this kind of company right now? Uh, personally, I really want to know personally your vision of, um, I mean, you did mention that you'll walk in the store and just order it and then it will be made for you and there are no samples. But um, is there any value that you have that kind of more in line with what you do right now? How did you get into that? 
So my love has always been for circular, mm-hmm. circular lifetimes. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a hard sell for a, for a consumer. You don't really go to, to a consumer and say, I'm going to change the lifetime of like from this linear to circular thing like that's really starting to become too, a yes. thing people yes. are starting to to realize that they don't want their products to go to landfill mm-hmm. but from it's not as much of a sell from a, there's nothing sexy about it so yeah. um that personally drives me though the mm-hmm. the idea that we can start with raw goods we can mm-hmm. go to a product and then go back to raw goods again and just have a circular um life cycle that's really exciting to me another thing that I'm looking forward to in the, in the future of this is having more variety in the products that we make, right. but way less inventory and way, um, just way less mass of what we make. And I, I think right now it's, we're in a weird place where we just make so much makes piles and piles of stuff and it's the all the same. So much well. Right. Yeah. We don't yeah. need any more, but, yeah. but we're not going to be able to change people's people's desire for more. Right. And I think so. When I when I was in first starting grad school, a lot of my classmates were pushing for this concept of fewer things that were better and longer lasting. Right. And it, when you say that, it seems obvious. Like, right. yeah, it should last longer. But after reading, you know, Cradle to Cradle and thinking mm-hmm. more about biological processes, it's like, well, actually, if we if we don't want to fight people's desire to, for more, why don't we follow more of a, you know, biological model where, where you can build mm-hmm. something, but it breaks down when you don't want it anymore? Like, is right. there a way to kind of match how the longevity of the style with the longevity of, like, the material itself? So if you have something that's really trendy, can you make it out of something that's going to biodegrade much more quickly than if you have like a classic yeah and it's but it's hard to it's hard to like actually do that to get people to apply that but it's a great concept to just kind of keep in mind because without that concept people would not have ideas to kind of pin on it and create something around it so to me what you do and what we do um like at balanced fashion is like creating this vision and 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 once you have the vision then ideas will come up and and solutions will come up as well because really everything is possible i believe that i mean your company is doing something that i would not think about you know back seven years ago five years ago even um, so, so we're definitely progressing here, and I really admire your um, kind of perspective on circularity because, um, as a tech company, I, I wanted to call you a tech fashion tech company. Okay, um, it's it, it's it's obvious that you're thinking about that, but for a lot of industry professionals, the circularity is just not on the top of their minds right now at all. Um, and yes, on-demand production is there, but then what, what happens after the product is done? If the usage is, is no longer there, right? What 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 is what's going on with that product? So thank you for working on that. And um, can you talk about like closing the loop aspect of it? So once I'm done with my jeans, anything Unspun can do um, when I'm done. Yeah, we're we're working. We have we have some ideas. We worked yes. out some prototypes. Um, they very much relate to 3D we- weaving. Oh, That yes. if you can 3D weave, why can't you go backwards? And so there are kind of right. concepts there around what we're working on. Thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we'd love to get awesome. to that point eventually. Um, and I and I'm glad you brought up that that we're working towards this. And I think that we are in a unique position compared to corporations, bigger bigger companies, 
they they don't have the luxury of mm-hmm. or not as obviously have the luxury to try new things and break out of their their revenue cycle Absolutely. like they have yeah. pressure they have that bottom line to meet and so um, something that that's possible for us is to to say well we don't have any pressure on us how would we do this differently right. so we we are fortunate in that respect I totally agree with you I never understand when um, I mean it's it just seems wrong to me to see all those fashion companies bigger names um, just projecting the growth all the time yeah there needs to be a percentage a year-to-year growth year-to-year growth but Maybe, maybe, just maybe we don't need to grow. Maybe we can sustain where we are, but change and morph and create something different that is more, I don't know, sustainable for the industry, really. Um, It's always been a little bit of a frustration for me. And uh, as a startup, I'm sure there are so many ways to kind of show that, hey, you don't need to grow, grow. You can create something that's so, so valuable and uh, really shake that industry up that is going to be what the investors really want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we're going to take a break now, and then after the break, we're going to dive deeper into the challenges of creating an on demand production company in apparel um, with Bathis Bonnet from Unspun. There's so much talk about innovation today, not all of it is real or relevant. Take time to listen to the Innovators Podcast to discover real leaders and relevant disruptors changing the future of fashion, luxury, and retail everywhere. You hear candid chats weekly with executives, experts, and entrepreneurs from all around the globe. The Innovators Podcast, brought to you by The Current Global and produced with Mouth Media Network. Right, Beth. So uh, we are re- at remote conference, and um, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of solutions. I'm seeing a lot of innovation, of course, specifically focused on the sustainable development of our industry. I'd like to um, kind of ask you why you're here, and um, what are you looking for? What are the challenges that you're trying to solve by being here um, for Unspun? Yeah, great question. Because time is valuable, right? So totally. you can't go to every conference. It but is this Wednesday. one is, yeah, it is. This conference is very unique. Yes. Uh, sustainability, tech, and fashion all in one place is really hard to find, and it's it, it couldn't pass it up. Even though it's the first year and no one had any idea what to expect, we still the the attendance was incredible yeah. and and there's a lot of energy and I'm excited to to meet people. So the main reason to be, be here for us is to make business connections and to find potential business partners because what we're hoping to do with Unspun is to use this in as much of the industry as possible because we think this can really help uh, people to <laughs> people to change, you know, change the supply chain mm-hmm. and and both deliver what consumers want and reduce the inventory that's there. It's just like it's a it's the solution that hits both sides of the the table. So yeah. Uh, yeah, business partners, potential retailers that would like to go to market and collaborate on on this with us would be would be incredible. We're we're really easy to to work with. I think um, we we generally will meet with a company, hear about what kind of styles they offer, what mm-hmm. kind of uh, consumers they have, and then we build out uh, kind of tech for for them. And it's right. it's something we already have established. So it's a pretty quick turnaround for us to kind of build out 
how, like how would you right. customize this particular product for for consumers and then after that it just scales it's like it's written into software and it can just be used immediately right cool thank you um actually i'd like to ask you this question on direct to consumer versus working with the retailer or with the brands um do you have any preference or that that could go hand in hand I love thinking about B2B versus B2C and D2C. They're, they're both benefits and negative aspects of both of them, of course. We've had our feet in both for a little sure. while and we are starting, we have started with a brand so that we can be as close to the consumer as possible. Yeah, uh, but we've already started our business partnerships. So cool. the reason to be a brand is to to really try out the experience with with people like this is a new type of retail to walk into a store to get a body scan and choose your fit right there's so many new things to learn from it and if we aren't an expert in it going into these partnerships with businesses then then what's the point so we really had to start with a brand to know exactly what's going on and be the expert not only in our technology but also how it interfaces with a consumer so we've built that out it's so cheap to build a brand these days if you want to if you just want to be a brand that's not you know it's not super engaging like we are we have a little bit of engagement but it's not like we're pouring money into it it's more of a learning aspect and then on the on the other hand, we we want to partner with businesses because they already have, you know, they already have their market and their consumer base. Um, they already have a reputation. They have leverage with with other partners in the right. supply chain. And we bring something that's really novel that they're looking for and that solves a lot of solu- problems for them. So they're they're appreciative of what we have, but they also like bring a lot to the table. So Getting those partnerships underway is, is our, our next goal. We have a couple contracts signed looking for more uh, because we know that that's the biggest way to make an impact is to partner with as many as possible and really reduce the amount of inventory that's that's sitting out there. And eventually we'll, have, we'll be working with them with the machines as well. And so right. we won't only be zero inventory, we'll also be zero waste. Really beautiful vision. Thank you. Thank you for working on that. All right, taking another break, and then we'll get to know Beth a little bit um, more as a person. Hi, I'm Mark Rako. I'm one of the hosts of Funny People Talking, and the other host is... Danielle Beckman, that's me. That That's the other host. And our producer is Elsie. Say hi, Elsie. Hi. Okay, so you know how I know something's funny? When people laugh. Every time they laugh, you know it's funny. So that's the key to knowing when funny people are talking. Because when you say something funny, people laugh. And you know what? On the show, funny people talking, people laugh. (laughs) Apparently more to me, Danielle, but you're still very funny. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Check out Funny People Talking. It's a podcast on Mouth Media Network and wherever the best podcasts are found. And it comes out every Monday. I think you'll enjoy it. Me too. Yeah. You know what happens when you enjoy it? You laugh. (laughs) And now it's time for questions off the grid. With fashion is your business. I'm sure you have this vision of your industry, but what's your vision of your ideal life? 
for yourself? Mm. Maybe your family or your friends. Mm. No one's ever asked me that. I like that question. It's from the heart. <laughs> I, I like it. Um, I balance is important. Mm-hmm. Balance is something that I haven't had recently, right. and I, I'm I'm looking forward to to having that again. We at our company though we do make we do make time for ourselves. Uh, right. We have we have some silly ways of doing it. We have one coworker, Josh, who loves who loves playing hacky sack, and so he gets us <laughs> to stop every you know a few hours and go outside and play hacky sack and just take a breather you know so that's like a a small example and then we encourage people to to get out on the weekends um I think that for me it's it's being reminded um getting outside spending time with family and friends Mm -hmm. and being reminded of why we're fighting for what we're fighting for and seeing the outdoors Uh, I think when I if I were sitting in this conference hall for like three weeks straight, I think I would go crazy because I would I'd forget, yes. <laughs> right? Like I would forget, like oh, is, or maybe I would be Why so inspired to like, is this what the world's going to look like if we do, if we continue to make? You know, it's yeah. it's it's just completely man-made. Um, and that was that was a, something that shocked me from living in Shenzhen, China. Was oh, yeah. wow, this is incredibly man-made. Yes. Like this is what the world could look like if we yes. don't try to save the resources that we have. So I think my ideal life is is a balance where I can I can work on work on this. I want to work on this for probably the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I can't predict this, but it's yeah. there's so many challenges here, so many it's exciting possibilities here. that I think uh, I will be all set for the next thirty years to be to to be working on solutions. Um, but I also want to you know balance that with with taking time, right. taking time to to sit down and, and think. Yes, thank you. That was really beautiful. Thanks for creating that vision for us. Um, all right, Beth, anything that the audience um, should know about you personally, what you're looking for as a company as well, or um, how they can contact you? That would be really appreciated. Yeah. So you can contact me on my email, beth at unspuntech.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we are looking for potential partners for mostly retailers, but Honestly, it is such a convoluted industry that right. there's so many people in the equation. We, we're just looking for um, people to, who are interested in the vision, right. in what we're working on. Sometimes it's good to just be reminded that, that we are going in the right direction. So just hearing, like, we like what you're doing is, is, is motivation. It is very helpful for us. It is. So it, it, from that all the way up to like we have you know we have a way of visualizing how people will look in a pair of jeans like that's another thing we're looking for you know it could be anything along that spectrum um so we're we're very very open to any kind of interest thank you Beth. that was wonderful thanks so much again for taking time um and um Thank you, the audience, for your time to listen to this episode. Um, It's Natalia Makulova, and um, I wish you a wonderful day. This has been Fashion Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show, or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Fashion Biz Show. That's Fashion B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, fashionisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. This is your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.
This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.